Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the opportunity to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 121 of Screwball, coming off of the uh, eventful trade deadline we had and the fallout from it. We are back this week with a more normal episode with our new segment topic, uh, hot players, cold players, hot teams, cold teams, and all the like. This week, actually, it was a pretty busy news week coming off of, uh, you know, obviously very busy news stuff with the trade deadline. This was obviously busy in different ways, um, some particularly big piece of news. So let's just jump right into it as we usually do with the news segment. And the first piece of news could have been an even bigger piece of news um, had things transpired a little different. But on Sunday, Drew Rasmussen for the Rays was almost perfect as he took a perfect game into the ninth inning against the Orioles. Uh, But on the first pitch of the inning, Jorge Mateo hit a line drive double down the line to break up the perfect game and subsequently the no-hitter. Uh, Rasmussen departed shortly after. I believe he stayed in for another batter shooting, trying to get the complete game, but uh, the Orioles did rally for a run, um, and he ultimately you know, left the game. And the Orioles did end up losing the game, so the Rays did end up holding on for the victory. Uh, this would have been the first perfect game in almost 10 years to the day, because I believe 10 years today was King Felix's uh, perfect game. So the last perfect game coming by Felix Hernandez in uh, 2012. So, you know, like I said, would have been a bigger piece of news because perfect games, I think we only have under 30 or about 30 and ever. So, you know, good on him for a really, really good start. And he was really mowing through an Orioles team who really, all in all, has been having a pretty good year. I think I even saw the other day where if they were in the Central Division, they'd be in first, which is pretty incredible, all things considered. So good on, you know, Drew Rasmussen for putting out a show. And good on the Orioles for actually rallying there in the ninth and being like, hey, let's not get a per- perfect game thrown against us. Uh, and they didn't even get shut out, you know, all in all. So. Well, uh, the Rays, that was awful. Hmm. The Donald him finished the game. I think he had 88 pitches. Yeah, I know he didn't have that much. With two outs left to get. So let him yeah. throw a complete game. Yeah, I, I wasn't he's sure. Unravel? He was just perfect through 24 hitters. I think he'll be able to figure out two more outs. Yeah, and they, I think they were up 4 nothing at the time. They yeah. got a run, but, you know. I thought that was terrible. Let the guy get a complete game. Well, that's the Rays. Taking out Blake Snell in the fifth, you know. Yeah, you know idiotic. Goes. Idiotic. So, that you know, good for him to get that far. But if I was him, I would be very upset if I'm not going to have a chance to get a complete game. Mm. So Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but at least, uh, like I said, you know, the Orioles did rally there and uh, and didn't go down without a fight. So, uh, almost perfect. Probably the closest, one of the closer times we've been to a perfect game in a while. So, that was exciting. Uh, number two I have here is the Field of Dreams game. Just a quick recap on that. The Chicago Cubs defeated the Reds 4-2 to on Thursday night in the 2022 edition of the Field of Dreams game. Kind of like last year's uh, contest between the White Sox and the Yankees. Uh, Thursday was played at the site in Iowa, at the actual where they actually filmed the movie Field of Dreams. So I just you know wanted to bring this up because it was, you know, this is the second year they did it. So the first year obviously had all the pomp and circumstance and had the Yankees and the White Sox. This year was the second year they did it. They had a few different things here. They had the 
uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. coming out to play a catch. I thought that was nice. They had the, what I thought was weird out of pocket was Harry Carey come back as a hologram and doing the, to take me out to the ball game. It was just jarring. It didn't look like him. I didn't like it because you have this game where it's, you're coming out of a cornfield and you have all the teams dressed in teens and twenties stuff. And then you have a hologram singing, take me out to the ball game. It just felt weird. I didn't like it anyway. I just wanted to bring it up because it was the second year. They did weird stuff like that. You didn't have two really good teams. Um, you had the Cubs and the Reds who were just fighting for fourth or something, uh, fighting for third, really. So overall, I, I think that, you know, I like the Field of Dreams game. I think it's pretty cool. I think that it's a, it, overall a good idea to get baseball out in Iowa, even though if it is a, a smaller ballpark. And just, I th- feel like it brings fans together and, and brings generations together. And I think it, overall it's a good idea, but I don't know what you were kind of thinking with the field, if you were even interested at all or if it just kind of passed by yeah, and it was like whatever. I watched a little bit of it this year compared to last year. I didn't watch the whole one, but uh, it was all right. You know, it's, it's still a cool concept. I don't think they're going back there next year. I think next year they're either skipping it or they had something with the field was already booked or they just, the MLB couldn't get in there. Something weird. That's weird. Um, but I don't think the MLB is going back next year at least. I think, it, you know, probably in the future after that. But I don't think it'll be scheduled as of now to go back there next year. Hmm. But I thought the game was all right. It's a cool concept. It keeps people involved. I think they just need to keep doing it locally. You know, they're going to go to London and stuff. I'm not a big fan. I keep going to London and Germany and all the crap. Mm-hmm. But they got the Little League Classic. I thought it was cool. The Field of Dreams, I think, is cool. I really think they're dropping the ball on the idea of having the Cooperstown Classic. Mm-hmm. Have them go play in Cooperstown. Maybe induction weekend. Right. I don't see how you can not. I mean, that would draw... So many viewers. You got a crowd full of Hall of Famers sitting there watching a the game, talking to the players, and they, in Cooperstown at the Cooperstown Field, the old school field. I mean, I think that would draw a huge crowd. Almost makes too much sense. And you, you have know? all them fans already there for the induction. It'd be a great way to Saturday night baseball. And inductions on Saturday, Saturday night baseball, or Saturday night in yeah, Cooperstown. So I think that would be a great idea. Um, and then maybe get these games in cities that you might want to. Get a team in. Right. Like, oh, you don't have a team in Nashville. Play a game in Nashville. You know, you don't have a team in in Vegas. Play a game in Vegas. There's things you could do. There's thoughts there, you know. Locally, at least. I think that doesn't, you know, isn't a bad idea. Overall, I thought the game was all right. You know, it's a cool concept still. So, other pieces of news. We had, you know, Pujols hit two home runs yesterday. Got to 689 home runs. He's tied for fifth in the multi-home run category in baseball history. To stick with the Cardinals and their history with their, their three players on the verge of retirement, Wainwright, Yanni, and Molina are now six starts away from breaking the record for most starts by a tandem. Yep. So they should get that. Pitch every five days, six times thir- five is 30. 30 days, you're in mid-August. That should take you to mid-September. So they should be able to break that record. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece of news I got here, obviously, was the big piece of news we had, and which is going to be our, you know part of our topic, is Tatis suspended 80 games. With PDs, I don't care what they say with the the ringworm and other crap. That wasn't that. Many people came out and said that you don't use that for that purpose. So he cheated. Mm-hmm. Took steroids to try coming back sooner because he already got injured, right? That makes the most sense. Most players say that. They take the steroid to try to come back from injury faster and be healthier and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what happened. He got suspended his 80 games. I'm kind of surprised, to be honest, that this wasn't swept under the rug. MLB. This is their face of their franchise, face of their sport at this point. They think so. 
I'm surprised they didn't sweep this under the rug. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I really thought they were going to sweep it under the rug or really kind of give him 25 games because maybe it was they're going to listen to what he said. Something stupid. Mm-hmm. So I do commend the MLB for actually following its rules, but I really thought that was they were going to they were going to sweep this under the rug. But like, no, it never <laughs> happened. We we like Tatis. If you're Tatis, um, you know, simple as you could have just made a mistake, but you know that's a letdown. Uh, you embarrassed yourself and the league and the players and your team, teammates. It's a letdown. I thought you, you're a cheater. I don't care what happens. I don't care. Oh, it was, it was a, you, you cheated. You made a mistake and you were stupid for it. Go to the trainer if you had an issue. Yep. They'll tell you what to take. And if they tell you the wrong thing at that point, you probably have a good appeals if you follow the protocol. Right. So I thought, you know, he's a cheater. They make a mistake. Um, he... Hall of Fame, whatever he won't even have. I know he's just 22 years old and he you know, has more than you know 10 hits in the league. But that's out the window at this point. You know That's all gone. And you're burning bridges with all your teammates in the franchise. Right. You crash your motorcycle twice, reported once. You only reported it once, the one he hurt himself. We crashed twice in the offseason. You can't stay in the field the year before. You already have a back issue. That seems to be, they said that it was not really going to go away much. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something he deals with. You have a shoulder that keeps popping out of place. <laughs> You're an injury-prone guy. You can't play defense where it'll save your life. Right. Last year, we've seen down the stretch, they started struggling. Machado got right in his face and yelled at him because he was getting thrown out of games and just playing for himself. Right. This guy is a guy who only cares about Fernando Tatis and only Fernando Tatis. Yep. That's all he cares for. It's all he wants to play for. His stats, his money, things like that. We've already seen it. Can he change that? Sure, he's 23 years old. Can he change that, that picture? Right now, he's not going to change it. The franchise called him out, and, and, and you, you're a letdown. You're about to come back from a stupid stupid injury mm-hmm. done by yourself, and now you, you pull this crap. Now you're out this year. You're out for the playoffs this, uh, next, uh, this year as well. You're out 43 games next year, and I think he's going to miss the playoffs next year because you have to miss the playoffs, I believe, for the season that your suspension ends in. I believe, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Yeah. that's that's That part of the, the rule I'm not really sure about, but he's – Going to miss a bunch of time next year. Mm-hmm. That's going to leave you a year. You were not playing baseball for over a year. Yeah. And it's not like you're coming back like you would have came back this year from an injury. It's almost like, oh, finally he's back. Now he's going to come back and be a little like, oh, he's back. You know, it's going to be a little awkward. Yeah. And a wrist know? injury. Yeah. Which is not a great injury for power hitters. I don't know. Who says he doesn't get on the motorcycle and start driving that thing again? I think, and I said it last week, and I thought, you know, it could have been a crazy thought by some people. You should have traded Tatis for Soto. I said that. I've been saying it since the, for a while now if you're the Padres. Well, now, look at it. If you would have got rid of that contract, you would have got your player you needed, and you would have been fine. Yeah. Yep. Now you got to have Tatis. Oh, you don't pay him for the suspension. Well, you're paying him for the next nine years after that. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I don't know. And then what are you going to say? That's your leader? That's the leader of your team? If you're Juan Soto, are you signing back for 10 years for him to be your teammate when you have no idea if that guy's showing up tomorrow? Yeah, a little bit of an awkward hello. Yeah. You know. Uh, the guy has a, the guy's been in the league for, what, two years? And he's been nothing but controversy and problems. That's like the, uh, if you were a Dodgers player years ago and you were, you were signing contracts and you were packing your bags and you are you know, slamming your fist down on the table with Yasiel Puig as your leader. Yeah. Well, it's hard to trust. <laughs> it's hard to trust that guy. So this guy really might not show up tomorrow. Because you don't know what he's going to do. That's where, that's where we're at with Tatis. 
I don't care about the apologies. I don't care about this. You're not deeply sorry because you did it and you cheated. I know people say, well, why did baseball have the cheating thing where they, you know, they can't be in the Hall of Fame? Football's just four games and no one remembers it and you're in the Hall of Fame. Like Ray Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. He cheated. He got suspended four games. He took PEDs. Literally got suspended for one of his last years of his career. Yep. All forgotten. Now look at the other things we've had NFL players do. Lawrence Taylor and his issues, right? Baseball seems to have that PED thing where it kind of sets your, your, your career and your life in stone. Well, that's because baseball, all people talk about is still people taking PEDs. And it was such a big problem in the late 90s. Just don't take them. Just don't take them. Yeah, you know the rules, you know. And, and then you take them, and you still can't stay on the field. Yeah. So what the hell are they doing? Hopefully it was a steroid to make him throw the ball from shortstop to, to first base because he's the worst shortstop defensively. I would have 18 errors in April last year. It was something like that. I mean, awful. Pathetic. And I was like, I, I, I didn't hate Tatis. I didn't, didn't, was not a big fan of the way they, they brought him up and promoted him, and he was the face of baseball and all this other crap they talked about him when his three games he played, and he got hurt all the time and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and things like that. So I was a little upset the way they brought him up and kind of talked him up as he was, you know, he was Babe Ruth already. Then you get this come out, and it's like, you know, it's just, it, it's, and then people say, well, is baseball, you know, people say baseball's dying, and they don't have faces of the game, and they don't promote their guys. Well, how the hell are you going to promote that guy? Yeah, just Come watch that. him. He just, he just, he just cheats. Then you get Cano, the way he ended his career. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, guys, just don't take the stamp steroids. <laughs> yeah, really, at this point. You know, you're up at 20 years old. And you're a phenom at 20 years old. <laughs> you're playing 16, you're, you're playing 18 years. You're going to be 38 years old you retire. Right? Mm-hmm. You get 105 hits a year. You can have 2,000 hits in your career. 105 hits ain't shit mm-hmm. in a season. You're on the verge of being a whole fan by just putting up 100 hits a year. Mm-hmm. Why are you taking steroids? Then he goes back to, oh, when was he taking it last year? Was he taking it this year? What was he taking it? When? It's a big, it's a big, it's a whole big thing. But baseball can't seem to get under this or away from this PED problem and they have strictly made their rules and stuff harder you know I, I commend them for not sweeping this under the rug or giving them some sort of 20 game suspension for some reason they come up with some nonsense appeal for them you get your 80 games you cheated the MLB should make an announcement and be like hey you know we he cheated and this is what happens I wouldn't be no problem seeing these guys done 162 games you're done I wouldn't I have no problem seeing guys PD, you're, you're gone. You don't play baseball no more. At this point, something has to be done to send a message. Oh, well, he does it twice. No, I don't want to do it twice. You do it once is one too many. Give me a break. And the thing, the craziest stuff with this, you could file a thing to get to use these drugs. Mm-hmm. Avon, his first time, got caught with the steroids. He never re-upped his, his thing, his, his application, essentially, to the MLB to use that. Chris right. Davis with the Adderall, 25 games. He never, you know, re-upped his application to use that. Right. You could, you could apply for that stuff. And MLB's very willing to take it if you could prove why they use it. Right. And then at least if you don't, if you don't re-up it, you know, you, you kind of get the 25-game suspension when you're not quite deemed the cheater. Right? It just seems lazy, self-centered, uh, immature, stupid. And, and if I'm the Padres at this point... I might be filing an appeal to, to get your contract voided. You literally signed a contract and then he crashed the motorcycle twice and now took PEDs and hasn't played a game since he signed his extension, right? I believe so, yeah. 
10 years, right? I believe it was an extension. It was like a 10-year deal, yeah. I don't think he's really played since then. I'm, I'm, I might file a void and give her that contract. Mm. And I'll take that contract, get right to Soto. I have no problems in my life. <laughs> yeah, right? It is what it is. He's going to have to live with it. But if he thinks he's going to get, you know, round of applause or people to feel sorry for him, you know, you're out of your mind. $300 million. Don't take steroids. It's not hard. Yeah. Oh, you know about bonds? Well, technically, it wasn't illegal. Did we get down that road? It's illegal now. Yeah. Not hard to follow the rules. Right. It's been illegal. You know, it's not like this is new. <laughs> yeah. And we've just seen the Astros and stuff cheat and all these guys. And I bet you he's one of the guys. Well, the cheaters and cheaters and cheaters. And then you do that. Yep. So, you know, what's worse? Yeah. I, I um, you know, I, I like Tatis as far as a player, you know, as a person that's very, very questionable. Good player. He's he's actually a a sign of, I thought was like this movement, let the kids play and all that stuff. He was kind of a new style of baseball, you know, coming up 21, 22 years old. He's 23 now. And I like the player. You know, he's got a lot of power for all his defensive problems. He does have flash, you know, all that stuff. And it just makes me sad that um, the Padres as a team, and I wrote this in my notes, uh, can the Padres even trust him now? He's now crashed bike twice while hurt. He's taken the PEDs. The Padres can't be happy with him. They came out and, and you know, didn't exactly sing his praises. So, you know, as a team, you, you let your team down. Machado already ripped India once. We saw that on, on TV. Uh, Machado's really the leader of that team now. I, you know, as, as far as what I can see, I don't know. What he's went through to get know. there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's – and he, he had his problems. He's bad at Donaldson. He was almost – yeah, he was almost his own Tatis when he first came up, like you said, with the, with the he, thing hell, with Donaldson. He was going to be on the field, and he was going to play, and for all we know right now, he plays the game right. And yeah. that's the problem. Tatis pulls that. How many guys are pulling that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you trust anybody? Is he playing the game right? Now you bring up this whole concern. It's not the same as NFL and NBA. These guys do those things. It's not the talk because it's never been the talk. Baseball's always been the talk. Right. Now, who will do this guy's taking steroids, and this one's taking steroids. Well, this guy's playing good. He's taking steroids. Yeah. Batista hit 50 home runs in a year. He's taking steroids. Was he? Probably, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the question, because baseball, and it just keeps coming out, it's, oh, this guy's on steroids. This guy's on steroids. I don't watch because it's steroids. Yeah. Well, your best players are on steroids. And you get the allegations with, 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 when that guy said Trout was on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Was that Bauer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you just get left with these with these guys. And it leaves that bad taste in your mouth. And who's on steroids? Who's not on steroids? What is this? What's that? Yeah. I don't know. All because you had to pull some soup and then come up with some, you know, piss poor excuse. And and then, and, and then apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. You have, you you did it because you're self-centered and you hurt the game of baseball for something we thought, you know, the black eye on baseball. It's always going to be there. But, you know, it fades and fades and fades. And then this comes out. Yeah. We've seen with Cano. And it's like, oh. And then you see it with minor league guys. You're like, oh my gosh, it's still there in minor leaguers. And then the, the big name guys hit, hit you. It's like, Jesus Christ. I know. Then this stop is a doing big it. name, too. This you is, know. The, you know, quote, the quotes, face of the MLB. Well, it's not. Yeah. So, and there he goes, cheating, and it just sends everything back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. It brings things, uh, you know, you're regressing in baseball because it was, the steroids is the big problem. It's always a black cloud over baseball. And it has been for the last 25 years. Um, or, you know, something like that. So, you know, it's a shame. Uh, I'm sad. It's a sad baseball day because you would like to see Tatis just come back and have him not do the steroids. And maybe this is a learning lesson. Maybe this is a, uh, a lesson, you know, for him to learn. And maybe now he, I, I mean, he's 23 years old. 
you know, I'm sure he's still going to be immature and make wrong decisions and stuff. Well, I mean, that also comes with the territory. You're young and, and all that stuff, so. But hopefully he takes this and learns from it, and he can move forward now and have a good career, whether, you know. Now, of course, that really tarnishes some Hall of Fame and, and really credibility for a long time here in his playing career. But hopefully he can keep his head down, play the game, play for his team, because that's the thing here. He's proven that he's very selfish. Um, he's proven this uh, a, a lot, actually. It's not just this, but just his, in his attitude, he's very selfish. So hopefully he can come out and be the Padre player that everyone wants him to be, really. Padre fans and Padre players, even MLB fans want him to be. So um, it's a shame. He's a dummy for doing it. And, uh, you know, we'll just hope that he and the Padres can move on. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty uh, weird time in between then to see what, what everyone, all eyes are going to be on them as yeah. much as they already are, and, you know? And last thing before we get to our next one, cause I don't want to keep getting on to this cause I just can't stand it. <laughs> uh, you're going to, I want the same people who got down Bonds' throat and Clemens. So Clemens never even got proven that he took steroids. McGuire, Sheffield, who never got proven with steroids. Sosa, who never got proven with steroids. Uh, all those guys to jump down those throats. Of course, A-Rod's and hated A-Rod. And I want you to keep that with this guy. Keep that with Cano. Keep that with Tatis. Keep that same attitude. You want to talk about cheaters? He cheated. Mm. I'm the MLB. I'm not. Bro- I'm not promoting him no more. Yeah. He will not be on a promotion. He will not be in commercials. He will not be anything. I. I you're done. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to be our face. You, you, you will not be eligible for all, the All Star Game either anymore. That's how I'd be handling this. You're going to get treated like a cheater. Suspended. You're not eligible for All Star games anymore. You will not be in home run derbies. You will not be promoted. You will not be in commercials. You will not be anything but play the game. Oh, you got a problem with that? See, go ahead, see you in Japan. Especially for a guy like this, that's what hurts you. Yeah. Not just you know, Tyler Wade running around with their steroids. <laughs> you know, it's still not good. Yeah. But this is your guy. Yeah. You wanted to be at least, and he does this. Yeah. You just kind of shut him off. Goodbye. Thanks for playing. You get your money. Whatever. But. You know, you really, you yeah. really stabbed us in the back. No, I yeah, I agree. It's uh, it sucks and uh, says a lot about him as a person. You know, so like I said, I like the player, but you know, getting hard to separate the person from the player. You know that yeah. kind of thing. So you never forget what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of bring that concept, which you can't win a division in April, but you can lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't make true. your life with one mistake. Mm-hmm. But you change it. Yeah, especially something like this. Yeah. You know. You know. It doesn't it doesn't alter everything, but it, it, it's, it's never gonna be the same. Yeah, agree. So I, I don't want cheers and people to forget. You know, you want your Padres signs. I want your tattoos as a cheater sign. I want everything. Mm-hmm. I want your booze. I want your Ryan Dempster's trying to hit a rod in the head. That's what you get. You want to be a cheater? You get treated like a cheater. Yeah, and that will remain to be seen because I think he'll be out of action till what May or uh, June of, of of next year. Um, and not playing baseball for almost what? a year and a half to two years not yeah. playing Major League Baseball other than a couple of rehab games. Yeah, so it's going to take some time for him to, to come back. And, uh, and then you see your whole franchise just dump the farm system and mm-hmm. get Josh Bell and get Juan Soto and get Brandon Drury and get all these guys and you don't have the nerve to just not take steroids. Right. Oh, I wanted to win. No, you didn't. You don't tell me that. So, very upsetting. And I, I don't know if I was surprised when I seen the name. I'm not really surprised myself, I was like, to be honest. That yeah. happens. I was seeing Mike Trout, but that's what... Yeah, right, right, right. You see him, you're like... Yeah. Yeah, you see a, a Mike Trout or an Aaron Judge or a, or even at, at this point, Machado. 
you know, it's a bit more surprising. Then you see Tatis. The guys who have the respect in the league. And then you yeah. see this guy, you're like... <laughs> yeah, you see Tatis, and you're like, well... Regular old run-of-the-mill, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, I think that's all we can say about that. And yeah. He can fend for himself at this point, but very upsetting. And uh, and we'll see what happens when he comes back just, next year. Just an issue that MLB has to deal with day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So... You know, as the spotlight is always on him, it's even more on him now. So for bad reasons. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the wrap up of the news. Who is doing the best right now? So <laughs> our old buddies are back at the top of the uh, record list as they always are. Every I don't know how many episodes have done this podcast. The Dodgers own the best record in the league at seventy nine and thirty four after rattling off I think twelve wins in a row. Uh, the Mets are second in the NL at seventy five and forty. Over in the AL, the Astros lead uh, with a record of 75 and 41, while the Yankees are in second at 72 and 43. Uh, The Dodgers own the best run differential at plus 247, and the Nationals own the worst at minus 210. The Nationals obviously um, already having a rough year, and then losing, you know, and then (laughs) losing, uh, you know, Soto and Bell. Uh, At least you got Luke Voigt, I guess, but. yeah, they uh, so that's not not too great. Some teams I got here hot and cold. Um, uh, Cleveland playing great. I think they took the division lead over there. Mm-hmm. Houston keeps playing. Astros keep playing. Everything. The Angels have actually been playing good baseball of late, but you know don't don't hold your breath on that because they're pathetic. Uh, the Mets have been playing good. The Braves keep keep rolling along. Cardinals dangerous team. I know we I talked about last week saying they didn't make enough moves, but you know with some guys coming back and the way they're playing, Pujols is is turning back the clock right now. Um, they're dangerous to the division lead. They're, they are dangerous. Mm. You know, they have some guys underperforming that seem like they might be turning the corner. You get some guys back, Flaherty. They're dangerous. Dodgers, of course, uh, some teams that have really been struggling. The Yankees, Blue Jays have been really terrible since they got rid of Montoya almost at this point. Yeah. Um, Tigers, just bad. That never worked. It just didn't work. They fired their GM. Things are not good in Detroit, but hopefully turning around soon, but I don't know. Um, A's, of course, the Marlins have been playing bad. I think they went... 15 games in a row without scoring three or more run, more than three runs. Jesus. Something like that. Uh, Pirates, of course, not playing great baseball and the Reds. So that kind of makes sense, but there's some, some hot and cold teams that I had listed here. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, good, you know, there's been good, some good baseball. Yeah. Some of the, uh, the hot teams have been playing good. The Cardinals, Dodgers, Astros have been there all year. Uh, some of the colder teams, you know, uh, obviously Yankees have been cold of late. They're one of the top teams. So, you know, some teams have been playing kind of constant all year. Dodgers really have been good all year. This has obviously been a spike for them. Braves and Mets pretty much been playing good all year. Braves really been playing catch up with the Mets and been keeping right with them. So got a, you know, a nice divisional uh, race there. And, um, you know, we'll see where some of the other teams land. Uh, it's going to be, I think there's going to be some of the wild card, uh, you know, races are going to be really interesting, especially with that third team. So, but, yeah, so let's move on to the who's hot and who's not section of the show, the hot and cold players. Um, this week, I don't know. I, I didn't quite take a look at the players of the week. I believe Machado was one of them. I do have him, but I'm not sure who the AL was. Uh, Bregman was was really good this week, so it could have been him. But I just want to let you know that I did see one of them. It was Machado, and I didn't see the AL one. So um, just preface that before I list these five. So, uh, no particular order. My hot players of the week are number one, Joey, uh, Manesis, Manesis for the nationals, bet at five twenty six over last week at the 1000 slugging at a 1571 OPS. 
Uh, number two, Alex Bregman batted 474 over the last week with a 1,000 slugging and a 1,600 OPS. Number three, Manny Machado batted 458 over the last week with a 917 slugging and a 1,397 OPS. Number four, Christian Walker has been kind of, you know, underrated, been playing pretty well. He batted 476 over the last week with a 762 slugging and a 1282 OPS. And number five, Vinny uh, Pascantino, I hope I'm saying his name right on the Royals. Uh, batted 455 over the last week with a 1045 slugging and a 1545 OPS. Um, so yeah, some uh, you kind of got uh, best of both worlds. You got Alex Bregman and Manny Machado on there, but you also got guys like Joey Manessis and Vinny Pascantino. Some yeah. big names and some smaller names. Yeah, you know? um, <clears throat> some guys that got my list here. I believe you mentioned Christian Walker already. Uh, Nico Horner playing good for the last mm-hmm. month or so, really. Uh, Randall Gritchick, you haven't heard much of him. All year. We said that a couple weeks ago. And he's been, I think he's betting up to 278, 280 at this mm. point. Colorado. <laughs> um, Andre Jimenez, absolutely nuts. He's got two home runs today. Mm-hmm. A doubleheader. Um, Bregman, like you mentioned, Machado. Um, some pitchers that are doing good. Uh, Cal Contrell, I believe went seven or eight shutout innings the other day. Uh, Cole had eight shutout innings. Luis Castillo had eight shutout innings. He's been great all year. Uh, Zach Gallon's been pitching good. Wainwright had nine innings, one run. <clears throat> Didn't even get the decision. They ended up winning in 10 in that game. That's always a heartbreaker. Jeez. Uh, fantasy-wise, especially when you're looking for that complete game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kenley Jensen. He's got, he had a couple saves over the last seven days. So there's some pitchers that have been really uh, throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, most of them guys are bigger name guys. Obviously, Jensen, Castillo, Cole, but Cal Cottrell, Zach Gallon, I think, start, really started making a name for himself, but not many people know yet. And then Wainwright at his age, obviously. So there's some little bit of surprises and some, you know, obviously, uh, rock steady guys in there as well. Yeah, I like seeing Zach Gallon's name on there because I, I like him and I think he's actually a little bit underrated. So it's good to see him on him there. And his, his, his mate out there, Merrill Kelly. Yeah. Who no one's talking about, but he's, I think, under three year right this year. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I know that the Diamondbacks are almost like, uh, I don't know if you would even say back page news. It's like no news. It's like, you know. Just middling. Um, yeah, that, that's how they um, always do. Other than last year, they just kind of middle around with some talent, and then you're like, oh, whatever. That thing got talent out there, so I don't know. They, they I don't think they get the, quite the credit they deserve. You just um, get a little bit of tough break with the division they're in. You got to play the yeah, Dodgers oh my gosh. 19 times or 20 times. You got to play the Padres 20 times, and then you know last year was the Giants, but you got to play the Giants. They're still relatively their 500 team this year, so it's not quite that big. Yeah, it's not like but a, the Padres are a good team, and uh, the Dodgers obviously are you know paid to be the best team, so. Nope. You take them out of that division, and then as that add five, six wins to their total, and they're about five hundred. Now they're a couple games over. Yeah, I'm sure if you threw them in the NL or AL Central, I'm they sure they find the some more wins. You know what I mean? They might win the division. Yeah, I mean you, you never know, especially in the AL Central. AL a Central bit more. Right this year, yeah. NL Central, I don't know if they do that with them. Yeah, because you do have the Cardinals. They're still in better. There. Oh yeah, they're definitely looking a lot better than but the Cubs or Reds. But AL yeah. Central, they might win the division. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. So. Not playing the Dodgers at least cost them five wins. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's got to be put them at about five hundred. Yeah, yeah, because they got some talent. So, uh, and then all of a sudden you start believing, you start beating teams, and you're like, oh, you know, we could do this. You know, so you never know. Uh, the cold players this week. There were some really cold players this week. I gotta say. So, uh, in no particular order, uh, my five cold players of the week were uh, number one, Ty France, batted 095 over the last week with an 095 slugging and a 269 OPS. Number two, Gleyber Torres, uh, zero average, zero slugging, and 048 OPS over his last 20 just in this week. Uh, he did get a hit here uh, in the first inning, um, so he did break that slump. Number three, Joey Votto, batted 100 over the last week with a 150 slugging and a 332 OPS. Number four, Miles Straw, uh, zero average, zero slugging, zero OPS. 
<laughs> over his last 19 the last week. He also, I believe he had two hits today or at least a hit. I yeah. did see him get a hit. So it's hard to repeat those uh, zero stats. Yeah, I mean, that's not even getting on base or nothing. So no, that's it's hard, hard to really put that together a couple weeks in a row unless you're Gallo. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he did, at least with the Yankees. Yeah. Um, and number five, Christian Yelich, zero average, zero slugging, and a 143 OPS. He was over his last 18. I don't know what he's done he's yet. Let um, down. Yeah, he's, he's let down. at this point, yeah. yeah Brewers paid him. Uh, he's got the back issues. He doesn't hit home runs, and he doesn't hit the bets 250. He's still young. Hopefully he can figure something out, but I don't know what happened. How could he go from being one of the best hitters we've seen I know. That stretch of that year, though, or a year and a half there, I mean, he was unbelievable. He, you couldn't get him out, you know. He carried the Brewers. Mm-hmm. And then with the pitching, obviously, you're like, this is it. They could do something. And now he's, he's – it's hard to start. I know. He's not like a plus-plus defender. Mm-hmm. He's a good defender, you know, a little bit of average. But, you know, it's like this guy, I, we can not play him and be just fine. McCutcheon has the same stats. Yeah, it's true. So, and McCutcheon's uh, how many year veteran? Thirty eight you know? years old or whatever he is. Uh, yeah, needs ACL a couple years ago. You know, and I like Christian Yelich too. So it's a shame. Yeah, I, I do I, like I the bought guy. his rookie card a year before he bought the. You know, he won the MVP. So mm-hmm. I was on the you know the Christian Yelich train. He was up when he was twenty something years old, twenty one years old. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It's a shame, but um, yeah. Uh, some players I got. You know, Josh Bell's been cold since he went to the Padres. Roy Polanco, been cold. Tyler Neal. I know he had a home run yesterday, but he's been pretty cold here, and he can get going for the Cardinals. Could help. And Carlson has been cold. He had a home run yesterday, so if they could turn it around with the Cardinals already winning games, all of a sudden maybe you know really hard to beat. Yeah. Um, some pitchers, Miles Michaelis. You know he went eight innings, two runs the other day. The other start against Colorado, he gave like ten runs in one inning. He sure did. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. Martin Perez got beat up a little bit. Zach Wheeler gave up some runs yesterday to the Mets, even though he usually shuts the Mets right down. Jose Barrios has been not good this year. He's either been seven, eight shutout innings or literally ten runs in one inning. Hmm. I think he's done that three times this year. Where he's got like eight or more in an inning start. Um, and Brad Keller has been pretty cold. So there's some pretty big names on that, that cold pitching list there. Nicholas Perez, uh, Zach Wheeler, Jose Barrios, Brad Keller is kind of hit or miss. But first four guys there, when Martin Perez coming to the year, you go, oh. but this year he's an all-star so, those four names there are a little surprising, but it's what happens. Sometimes it's one bad start like Nicholas. Yeah. Because yesterday he pitched eight innings, two runs. You go, why is he on the cold list? Well, the day, the day before, he pitched one inning and gave up nine runs. So, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I've seen that. Uh, I have him on my fantasy team. So, seeing uh, uh, two and two-third and ten earned doesn't usually help your ERA for the week. No, I've so. been there. I've been there and done that. <laughs> San Diego last year, twice against the Dodgers. I think he went two innings combined and gave up 15 in runs. It's like, yeah, thanks. That's... <laughs> Yeah, it's really happens. a good way to start the week. Yeah, you know, roll around on Monday. And you're like, oh, well, I got a 98-year race this week. Too. I better work that one down. Yeah, you got to whittle that down. So the like... next guy comes in and gives it a run. You're like, all right, so I'm breaking the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so uh, yeah, that's what I got there. Um, the next thing I got, some injuries. Again, it hasn't been a terrible injury week overall. Um, DJ LeMayu, MRI on his toe. They say he's just day-to-day. More precautionary. He should be fine. Michael Brantley, unfortunately, Shoulder surgery, finally, you know, finally decided on that out for the year. Ramon Laureano, uh, they took him out of a game the other day. He's probably going to end up on the I.L. at this point. Anthony Bender on the I.L. for the Marlins. Uh, Luis Guillermo for the Mets, out four to six weeks. He's been kind of unsung hero for the Mets this year. Gordon Niebel yeah. on the I.L. for the Phillies. That's going to hurt them. The Phillies chasing down. They've been playing good. Nick Senzel on the I.L., of course. That's how it goes. Andrew Heaney left his start. He was day-to-day. He's been hurt all year. But yeah. he's pitched. He's pitched pretty well. 
Uh, Cattell Marte left the game the other day. Dalton Varsha left the game for the Diamondbacks. Both of them left the game the other day. And Alex Colomay placed in the IL, and Jack Peterson went for, I believe, an X-ray. He got hit by a pitch on his elbow, I believe. Hmm. But I believe he's day-to-day. So injury-wise, not too much real bad news yet. On the good side of things, it's been pretty good. Uh, Rush Striplin had a rehab assignment. He should be back here pretty soon. Wander Franco, they say, could be back as early as this weekend. Mm-hmm. From a handmade bone injury, that would be good for my fans team, good for Rays, and maybe good for the face of baseball at this point after idiot. <laughs> um, Glass now could be on the verge of coming back. He's facing live hitters. That would be exciting. Stanton should be back here pretty soon. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez should be back for Detroit. You know, it's just good to kind of maybe get the team healthy and see what you have going into next year. Trout hit on the field. Patent practice. He should be coming back here pretty soon, hopefully. McCullers was activated. Pitched six shutout innings against the A's the other day. Mm-hmm. Jack Flaherty's pitching rehab assignment games. We have uh, Kershaw. is progressing to come back here pretty soon. Alfaro missed a couple days with the knee injury. He's back. Oddly enough, I, I did put Tatis on here because he was about to come back this week, but then that's out the window. <laughs> but, yeah, we got a lot of guys coming coming back, getting healthy, you know, making these making these runs to get back, and some big-name guys here. I mean, uh, Franco, Glass now, Stanton, Trout, McCullers, Flaherty, Kershaw. I mean, those are some big, 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 big names. Some old mm-hmm. famers. Literally, yeah. So, mm-hmm. to get those back here in the stretch run of baseball, especially after what happened, is probably very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, that's my uh, my injury uh, roundup. Yeah, it certainly uh, hurts more, Tatis. It wasn't like he got caught with it in the midst of his injury in May or June. He was literally back this week. Yeah. Literally back. It was like they were already getting ready for the Tatis Welcome Home Parade, and then they literally got the rug just pulled right out from under them. So it's like, yeah, they got prime Mike Tyson punch. Straight in the yeah. Mouth. Yeah. So that makes it even worse. I think the timing of it actually, you know, was just as bad as the actual, you know, thing itself. So it's like being starving. Everyone's been starving before in their life. And you go to pull into like a, you know, McDonald's or something mm-hmm. and you're on the verge of getting food and then the place is closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go to pull on the door and it's and you're like, closed. This is, I'm, I'm going to actually explode. <laughs> That's what happened with the Padres. They, just, they could taste it. Yeah, they got they a Big Mac it. coming, you and, know. And then, yeah, and then the guy slipped and fell and threw it in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, delivered it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's what you deal with. So, yeah, exactly. That's where we're at with that. But uh, the last little thing here is a trivia question, of course. That's why we're all here, right? So we have Pujols, uh, 42 years old, possibly 60 years old. We all know that yeah, story. Yeah, somewhere here. in between. Uh, how old he could possibly be hitting, you know, home runs still. So, I uh, wanted to kind of stick with the home runs. Seems to always be a good trivia question, home runs one. And then, you know, want to stick to this one with the age. Who is the oldest player to hit a home run in MLB history? And um, the answer is Julio Franco, who I believe is still playing professional baseball overseas. Yep. And May 4th, 2007, for the Mets, uh, New York Mets at Arizona Diamondbacks, Julio Franco, at 48 years old, 8 months and 11 days old, hit a home run off of then... 43-year-old Randy Johnson. Incredible. Incredible all around. Yep. But yeah, Julio Franco is the oldest player to hit a home run in LB history at 48 years old, 8 months, and 11 days. So probably 48 years old and 200 or so days if you want to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's the oldest to hit a home run, and I believe he holds the record for the oldest to have a multi-home run game. Of course he does. And he's still playing baseball out there somewhere. He was a two ninety eight career hitter. I think he had 25, over 2,500 hits mm-hmm. in his career. You really break it down. He had a hell of a career. It mm-hmm. took him a lot of years to do it. 
you look at his stats cumulatively, you go, boy, you know what? He had a good career. And then he got 1.1% on the Hall of Fame, which you look at Will Franco going, you know, Hall of Famer. But boy, you look at his stats, you go, boy, <laughs> They had a 48.8 war or so. That's pretty good. It's like, geez, this guy was pretty good. Yeah. One of the famous batting stances. Yeah. And one of the best pure hitters when he was young. Mm-hmm. You know, he came rookie year or so. He was 1982, uh, believe it or not. And he was playing in awesome. 2007. Yeah. Is beyond me. But. Hey, listen. He could hit, man. Mm-hmm. He could hit with the Braves and he played with Texas and he played with the Mets, I think, twice. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's like you said, too, you know, you got that high of a war. It's not just because you stunk and you hung around until you were 48. You and know? then as, yeah, 2007, we're starting to see some guys throw hard. Yeah. And he was 48 yeah. years old and he's still hitting the ball. I mean, to have a hand-eye coordination and have the reaction time. Hey. Yeah, you got Jabba Chamberlain coming up throwing 95, 97, 96 with, at that uh, point, right? you know, throwing Frisbees as sliders. Yeah. You know Jules what I mean? Jules was throwing 100. Bruce Rodone was throwing 100 yeah. miles per hour. CeCe Sabathia threw a 92-mile-an-hour slider. You know what yeah. I mean? It's JJ like... Putz, <laughs> I believe, at the time was throwing hard, you know. I guess Billy Wagner was about done by then. Uh, Rand Johnson was still throwing 98 miles per hour. Yeah. He has a record for the hardest pitch for the oldest guy. He mm-hmm. was like 97 and like 42 years old. Yeah, so it wasn't like he was just still facing BP pitchers. And it wasn't the, like, you yeah, know. he were throwing, you know, 88 and stuff like that, which is still hard to do, but, you know, it makes a little bit more sense. These guys are throwing 98 miles per hour, and he's, you know, 48 years old, smashing the ball. You're like, right. dude, what is this old guy? You know, he hey. has the quote saying he wanted to collect the pay, MLB paycheck and his pension at the same time. Oh, Franco, which means you had to get to 50. He didn't quite mm. do that, but goddamn, he did close. Yeah, he was getting close. And he went overseas and played. I think he was playing when he was 56 years old, 57 years yeah, old. he's about to start collecting Social Security. He's still playing baseball, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he probably banned 300. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Same old crazy stance. Yep. Ugh. Unbelievable. That's baseball. Yeah, Julio Franco. And um, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm, I'm going to put a good guess and say he never took steroids. Oh, no. <laughs> 48 years old, and he was out there hitting the ball. He was on steroids. No. Or else his bones would be crumbling up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But that's that's the trivia question. So I just thought uh, I just thought that was cool. Pools hitting home runs, and, and, and it's always fun to get Julio Franco out there because he was so old playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. and it wasn't like 1950. It's a little mixed. It was literally 15 years ago. I watched the guy play. Mm-hmm. You can go get an MLB game, and you can sign him to a 10 year. We signed him to a 10 year contract one time playing MLB. He was 48. We signed him to 10 year. He was 58 years old. His contract right now. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. In real life, he would have played every little bit of that. Oh, he too. Yeah, he would have loved it. He probably would have batted 250. Yeah, absolutely. Right, this guy, you know, this guy gets the job done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's all I got, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Julio Frank, always good to talk about him. Better than talking about Ray Shock, so. Um. Almost did. We were at Yachty and Molina. They passed Ray Shalk on that on that starts list. Yeah, that's, like that's funny. On there. That's funny. Of course, Ray Shalk shows up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's all I got for this episode. Uh, a lot of news. The Tatis being a more sad news, so I let off with more of the Drew Rasmussen news. Thought it was a little more optimistic to start the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's you know we're looking at tight races coming up here. We're starting to see uh, some teams pull away as far as records and uh, MVP races, things. And young races and rookie of the year races and yeah. But there's still a lot of time left. I think there's still like 60 games, more or less, 58 something like that. So uh, pl- um, 50 plus at least. Yeah, which there's is, that's changes seasons. <laughs> right. So I mean, you're you know you're getting there. But again, that's that's kind of all I got for this week. So we'll see more in the coming weeks as uh, baseball starts to get down to the wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. You know, some side news. We had the NBA release their summer schedule. Exciting. Hockey's coming around. NBA's coming around. Football's literally starting in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASCAR races. Uh, they're getting down to their playoffs. Uh, golf is in their playoffs. So, 
you know, it's kind of buzzing sports world here yeah. at this point. And then the last little side note we have here is a uh, young boy over here whose birthday is coming up, I think, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. He's going to be 68 years old. Yes. Uh, no, he's going to be whatever he is, 26. So No more insurance. <laughs> That's he, what I have to look forward to. And he needs it. Yeah. If everyone knows him. Look I at know. Him. So, uh, but yeah, his birthday's coming up, so we wish him a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Yeah, so we'll have more excitement next week, and we'll both be twenty six old fucks. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be or foxy grandpas. We could be, you know. <laughs> and we're still twenty two years away from possibly tying Julio Franco's home run record. It's incredible. It's almost years. almost our whole life still to go to get to Julio Franco. Yeah, I got twenty two more. Years. I got a shot making the league. Oh my goodness! I still got a shot making the MLB. Hey, you never know. Twenty two years, and I got. Once I pass that 48 mark, I'm breaking records, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at, so. Yeah. Well, I guess if that's it, then I guess we can wrap this one up. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts, well as Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our uh, website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram, at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.